This is These Boots Are Made for Walking. I'm Cassie Ice, and this is a podcast about how my favorite shoes help me discover myself. I like shoes. My appreciation for shoes sounds pretty typical for a girl in her early 20s. No surprise there. To be more specific, though, I like boots. Leather ones. There's something to say about a stylish, yet very practical pair of shoes. I have one particular pair of combat boots in mind. When I bought them, they smelled like new leather. Dark brown with laces down the front. I'm pretty sure the pair was originally $80, but I got them for a bargain of 20 A steal. Shoes are important to me, not only for practical reasons like keeping your feet warm in the winter, they're also an expression of your style, an expression of you. My boots tell something about my personality. I'd say my leather boots express my love for hiking and being outdoors. They also might say that I can be sassy and confident. But what would you think if I told you these ordinary boots changed my life? I don't mean they literally changed it, but they played a big part in it. You know the saying, the journey of a thousand miles begins with a first step? Well, these were the pair of shoes that I wore in my first steps in adventure. Brand new and ready to take me anywhere. Before I get started on that, let me give you a little backstory for context. My college has a study abroad program. I had heard great things about it. Okay, maybe more like it's the greatest thing ever, and you have to go. It wasn't that I didn't believe them. I just wasn't convinced. Don't get me wrong. I love adventures, but Europe? For a whole semester? Traveling on my own? Not to mention costing a fortune on my poor college budget. Not really my thing. However, for some reason, my dad really wanted me to go. First, I thought it was because he recently started working for the university, and he just wanted me to experience what every other student had experienced. Whatever the reason, I wasn't convinced. If I was going to be honest with myself, I was afraid. And I hated that. As my boots said, I was supposed to be confident and adventurous. But instead, I was frozen in my tracks, too scared to step into the unknown. I would walk by posters on campus, and it felt like they were staring at me, jeering at me, the coward. It bothered me that I was letting it affect me so much. It seemed like it was taunting me. I felt like the little kid who was too scared to swing across the monkey bars because he's afraid of falling. He watches all of his friends swing across, and he feels weak and worthless. This is how I felt. Pathetic. As the semester flew by, the deadline for applying came and went, and I'd hear my friends talking about the mandatory meetings they had gone to, and discussing things they were going to pack and places they wanted to go. I tried not to let it fluster me. Then, one afternoon, I went to my dad's office to ask him if I could print an assignment. He casually started talking about Austria again. I half listened as I printed my paper. 
But then he asked, What's holding you back? I waited for the page to finish printing and then turned to look at him. He leaned back in his office chair, putting his hands behind his head, and stared at me a minute, the curious look on his face. I knew that look. He was reading me like a book. He paused for a second, looked down, and then looked me straight in the eyes and asked, What are you afraid of? That felt like a punch in the gut. My dad saw right through me. He knew I was afraid. He knew I was a kid who tended to play it safe, who wouldn't swing across the monkey bars because she was scared. But I didn't want to be that kid anymore. Right then, I knew I had to go. I had to prove to myself that I was better than what my fear said. I couldn't let it control my life. What if I missed out on something important? A chance to travel Europe? It at least would make for good stories later, right? So I left his office feeling determined. Terrified, but determined. When I later told my parents I wanted to go, my dad told me it might be too late, but that I could ask if there were any spots left. He then asked what changed my mind. I didn't have a good answer. All I could come up with was, I just have to. Not very convincing. So the next day, I called the study abroad office, and they were happy to inform me that there was one spot open. After that, it all went by so fast. I met with a man who tried to catch me up on the information I had missed in all the meetings. He told me I needed to apply for a passport and visa as soon as possible, or I wouldn't be able to go. Terrible but I saw a glimmer of hope knowing there was a chance I might not even be able to go through no fault of my own. So I applied for my passport and visa, secretly hoping I wouldn't get them in time. The semester ended soon after, and Christmas break flew by as I tried to figure out what to pack as I was limited to only one suitcase and backpack. Talk about another fear of mine, living out of one suitcase for a whole semester. About a week or two before I was supposed to leave for Europe, I started to get nervous that I had not received my passport and I had a flight and a whole semester abroad depending on it. I checked the mail each day to see if it had arrived. Each time I would frantically open up the mailbox to see if there was a large envelope. I was on edge, nervous it might not arrive and I wouldn't be able to go, but also nervous it might arrive. And then I would have to go. Talk about stressful. About a week before I was supposed to leave, my passport finally arrived. Now, I was stuck. I had to go. No turning back. It was real. Have you ever had that time in your life when you know there's something exciting ahead of you, but you're terrified? It's like you're standing behind a closed door and you're clueless what's on the other side. But you can't just walk away. You have to know what's on the other side of the door. You turn the knob with a shaky hand. The door creaks as you pull it open. Then you look around the door and you take that first step through the doorway. This was me taking my first step off the plane in Austria. I was a tad shaky, nervous for what lied ahead. Little did I know the greatest four months of my life lay ahead of me. 
I would travel to nine different countries, experiencing sights and sounds that I'd only imagine in my dreams. I was in disbelief most of the time, overwhelmed by the fact I was traveling all over Europe. I remember my first trip I took without the school. Being the planner I was, I wanted to make sure I did it right. I called and reserved hostels and made sure to get all the connecting trains. I was nervous I was going to miss a train and get stranded somewhere random with a bunch of people who can't speak my language. It was a legitimate fear. One of my most memorable trips was to a third world country. We decided it would be easiest to rent cars. It was quite an adventure trying to navigate when you can't read the signs, and the fact that Europeans keep track of distance by kilometers rather than miles. Our 10-hour trip ended up being 15 hours. Let's just say we might have gotten a tad lost. Things are so different in Europe. Everything was an adventure because everything was new and different. The campus I lived at was located in the middle of the Alps. Just stepping out your front door was breathtaking. But to the locals, it was normal. I was the typical tourist when I first arrived, taking pictures of anything and everything, going to all the big important sites. But the longer I was there, the more I realized I wasn't just learning about another country. I was learning about myself. I was no longer afraid to travel. In fact, I was anxious for the next time I got to go on an adventure to somewhere random. I started looking for the little things. I wanted to go off the tourist path. I discovered little things that I appreciated. The little simple creek across the road was a favorite of mine. The water was crystal clear, and it was always a soothing place to go and think. I learned to be independent, having to make important decisions without being able to ask someone's opinion. To put it simply, Austria forced me to grow up, not into a don't-have-any-fun way, but in a mature, healthy way. Austria taught me how to live on my own. I developed a confidence I didn't know I had. I learned about others and became aware that there are people beyond my own personal bubble. I learned that you can communicate without having to use words. You can have an understanding with another person without speaking a word to them. You can give them the gift of mutual respect and kindness. It's impossible to put into words what I experienced those four months, but let me just say this. When an occasion comes along when you might have to stretch yourself, take it. Face your fears. Know that everything you experience is a lesson. Life is a lesson. You have to learn from it. And you don't have to be afraid. Because at the end of the day, it's not about if you feel comfortable. It's knowing you tried. Like Pope Benedict Emeritus said, you were not made for comfort. You are made for greatness. So put on your favorite shoes and walk out the front door. You will be amazed what you find. This podcast was produced by Cassandra Ice. Music tracks, Spyglass by Kevin McLeod. Cheese by David Schnezte. Throughout the City 
by David Schneste, Slow Motion by Marcos Bolanos, and Fresh Air by McLeod. Thank you for listening.